enough hours in the day. You think, you know, you have some time off, you can hit the ground running, and whoops, they sprained an ankle all this soon already? Mm. Not enough time. Not enough time. It's been a long weekend. Long weekend? Never mind the week preceding it. Is it one of those uh-huh. where you hit the ground running and it turns out the ground was going in the opposite direction and you just face plant? Yep, one of those. <laughs> like running in sand. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. Maybe we can uh, come up with some solutions along the way. I don't know. Yeah, it's a bit of a hot topic at the moment, isn't it? Because we have seen a couple creators kind of actually dropping out, which leads us into what we'll be talking about today. Hi, Welcome to Indulgently Minimal. I am Moggy, and I am joined today by Jeff. Hey up, guys. Don't worry, we're not going anywhere, so don't worry about that. <laughs> and Murdoch. Hi, everyone. I don't think we can. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't stop us if they tried. <laughs> yes, today we are going to be picking back up on a topic we did talk about last year. So check out episode 29 for that one. But we're going to be talking about burnout again, and specifically content creator burnout. Now, we did lose Tom Scott, actually, at the beginning of the year, which was quite sad for everybody involved. I I believe he said he's taking a break, so I don't know if he's coming back eventually or... I... It's, it seems to be like there's a, there's a running theme that a bunch of major content creators are. They're not quitting mm-hmm. so much. They, or some of them have just straight up quit the platform, but a lot of, a lot of them are taking a major step back away from it. Tom Scott, Matt Pat from Game Theory are the two major ones I can think of at the moment. Um, Joel Haver as well, I believe, stepped away. Hmm. It's it's something we talked about a lot last year, which was this ongoing problematic shift that we've been seeing in a lot of the platforms that we've come to rely on over the past, I don't know, 10, 15 years on the internet. Social media and, I don't know, does YouTube count as social media user-generated content platforms? Technically, I think so. I think anything with a comment section could be considered social media at this point. (laughs) Oh, dear. So, yeah, uh, and burnout seems to be a key element that a lot of them have cited, whether it's with their content, own content creation cycle, you know, the, the research, the creation, or whether it's feeling, I don't know what the word is, unstable on the platform. There's a lot precarious. of precarious. That's the word. Yeah, precarious. There's a lot of um, a, a lot of a lack of trust in platforms. YouTube is especially one of the major ones. A lot of people have been struggling with demonetization and changing mm-hmm. rules and copyright strikes. It's just becoming more and more a precarious platform to try and make a living on for many people. It's a lot yeah. of work and a lot of stress, and I think a lot of people are finding that it might not be worth it. Yeah, the copyright thing has been a another theme where a lot of popular yet smaller channels are targeted with either spurious or outright incorrect copyright strikes. You know, bigger companies are claiming content created by smaller creators, hoping that they won't be able to fight back. And this mm-hmm. is also seems to be a, a theme where... The ones that do choose to fight back do seem to win. We saw a good one with uh, Faria Faja's video on the topic. He said he was able to regain control of his videos relatively quickly, but only after he threatened legal action, which it's, is way you too have, far. Yeah, it has to, the problem is the only time these things uh, result, get resolved is that these companies have to be publicly shamed mm-hmm. in, 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 into pulling it back, which requires going ironically on social media to do so. Yeah. Hmm. 
Well, it's it's definitely a strange one where basically in order to sort of appease the algorithms, like content creators who have maybe started off from smaller channels in an experimental nature, found some success, found themselves needing to make more and more and more content? I know that some of the ones who have made changes have cited that they felt like they had to make a lot of content to keep up with the algorithm and with the proliferation of the short form content that they're mm. now competing against. And mm -hmm. some channels have then suffered from, you know, quite big mistakes which have then impacted their reputation and then have had to step back again and said, no, actually, we're going to make less content, but we're going to try and focus on the quality of it, which is a shame mm -hmm. because what they're competing with is, well, garbage. I don't know any other way mm -hmm. to put it. I don't mean to be mean, but there's a lot of content out there that's literally just computer-generated garbage that somehow seems to beat actual research. You know, Tom Scott is a good example of somebody who put an awful amount of effort into his videos mm. and made amazing mm. videos but they took a lot of effort and they were being drowned out by something you can do with just a text-to-speech generator text-to-speech generator mm -hmm. the ai voiceovers which are all everything sounds the same everything looks the same the formats are the same it's it's kind of like going to like a bespoke pasty shop and you know you wait for a while mm. to get your delicious pasty i mean obviously vegetable pasty for me you even <laughs> But and then, or you could get a Greg's pasty in five, you know, in five seconds. It the quality is nowhere near the same, but it's so much quicker and easier, and yeah. it, it satiates immediately, but not f not for any period of time. It, it it's a dangerous uh, addiction that we can we, we can find ourselves in, and yeah. it's hmm. it, it, it's it's worry. It, it is worrying, but it's also um, something to watch out for with our own selves because it's. We're, we're as much the problem as the uh, poop content being generated because we are watching it. Well, that's the thing. Mm -hmm. uh, but not to get ahead of ourselves because we want to come back to this point, but I think I want to swing the lens back round to the effect this is having on the creators themselves because I think for a lot of us, the content creators that we watch and admire can sometimes appear like they're celebrities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. And, you know, I think to many of us, like, we do this podcast as a hobby, really. Like, I know I enjoy this kind of work. I do something similar in my day job, and I would like to do more of this kind of work. But for a lot of us, this is just something we do because we enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So we see, like, YouTubers as having a sort of a dream job, really. And Twitch streamers, I think, are another one. Like, uh, I'm not into that scene, but other people are, and it's a similar thing. They get to play video games, and that's their job. Like, how much better can life get, right? Hmm. Curl of the monkey paw. <laughs> uh. <laughs> no! <laughs> what have I done? Well, we've, we, we've, we've seen the cycle as well. People quitting uh, this quote-unquote dream job of either streaming or producing videos on YouTube is not something we haven't seen before. Quite some notable names, I guess, maybe mired a little bit by controversies in their time. But still, like, they've also been through the cycle before where what started off as a fun thing to do that turned into a dream job has just sort of sucked the soul out of any amount of enjoyment they could have from it. It really is because it's like, you know, the, you know the old, there's the old adage that, you know, if you do something you love, you'll never work in your day, a day in your life, which is, uh, let's let's be honest. It's a half-truth. It's a half-truth. I think... The key point of that is if you find something you enjoy and it's fulfilling, mm -hmm. then you'll never have to work a day in your life. The fulfilling part is the main 
main part of that. Well, and it's two but, parts mm. to fulfilling as well, which is something yeah. we, we want to pick up on really heavily here that, you know, we've talked a lot before about burnout for ourselves and in general that your work needs to fulfill. No, that's not quite right. Either your work or your hobby needs to fulfill this sort of sense of purpose for somebody. Mm -hmm. For some people, it's their job. For other people, it's a hobby or something like that. And I think for content creators who do this as a labor of love, it's supposed mm -hmm. to fill that same niche of I am expressing myself. I am being me and that's fulfilling. But the other side, it has to be monetarily fulfilling. The starving artist meme only goes so far until you're just starving. Like, yeah. so that you can only do these things as a day job as long as it actually pays your bills. And it's only the very, very few who are, you know, literally making millions off of this platform. For many people, they're struggling to get by. Yeah. Well, we definitely have a, uh, what's the name, you know, um, a survivorship bias. Mm -hmm. And we see, mm -hmm. we, you know, we see the top streamers and content creators and, you know, musicians and, and, and all that jazz. Jazz musicians never make any money. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> they're too good. But it's we think ah yeah so this is a vi you know this is a viable option. This is them you know they're making millions out of this. Everybody can do that. But the the percentage of people doing that is so so unbelievably small. Yeah. And even those ones that are at the top, you know, the absolute top, they're finding the guy from Game Theory recently just retired from the platform. Mm -hmm. And mm. for him, it was because. He loved the job. He loved everything about it. He loved doing the videos, but he was finding that he couldn't enjoy anything outside of it because he was always thinking, how is this going to relate to the channel? How can I make content out of this? Hmm. A lot of these creators are finding that they have nothing outside of content creation because they have to keep up with the, you know, with the ever-hungry beast of the algorithm. It's, hmm. it's almost like that joke of when you meet a comedian in a social event and go, oh, you're a comedian, tell me a joke. As if they're, a, you know, a dancing monkey and just like, come on, perform for me. Yeah. And <laughs> you, you don't want, nobody wants to be always on. And in fact, you know, if you listen to stories of some of the most creative people, some of like the legends of film and comedy and theater, they can often be quite quiet people in themselves, in their personal life, they can be quite reserved. Yeah. Hmm. A, a good example for me is Tom Waits. He's, you know, his character as a performer is very larger than life. He famously inspired the performance that Heath Ledger gave for the Joker. Hmm. That's not Tom Waits the person. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I just, it, it just registered. That's how burnt out I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you, you're right. You will have these celebrities, be it on YouTube, be it on Twitch, be it on whatever platform they're on, the way people know them, the parasocial relationship they form with them is with the character they put on, mm -hmm. you know, in front of the camera. Once the cameras go away, they might be completely different people. I think that is part of the exhaustion as well. Yeah, it, it's like, a, they're how giving. How long can you put on an act for before, you know, they, they, they themselves start getting tired but of putting on an act? Definitely. And I suppose there's also when you're, a, when, when it's such a visual medium like, you know, YouTube or whatever, your face is out there. People know you by by recognition. So the same thing as you mentioned with the comedian thing there, Moggy. You have to be that character outside of content. Otherwise, people have a you know people expect the same thing. So when there's the uh, what's the word? Um, when there's a difference between the two, people get jarred by it and they don't like it, and it causes controversies. When a content creator whose character is fluffy and happy and all over the place. 
but maybe the real person is a bit more, yeah, as you say, a bit more reserved. Maybe they don't want to talk to you in the line at KFC. Yeah. Mm. And I think there's a lot of, a lot of the modern cycle. It's not as modern as we think it is. Uh, there's an anecdote I heard on another podcast, No Dogs in Space, where they talked about the replacements hating to do music videos. This was back in the 80s when MTV was just getting started. And they were saying, like, if you talk to recording artists now, people are like, I don't want to do a TikTok. What are you on about? You know, you go back to the 80s. I don't want to do a music video. I'm a musician. What are, you know, it nothing is new. And yeah, it, it's the same thing now, whereas a lot of people will tell you to stay on top. You've got to be on YouTube. You've got to be on TikTok. You've got to be on Instagram. You've got to be churning out. And they're recycling all of this content. And I think it's all just sapping away at people who are also having to deal with tremendous amounts of abuse on the platforms themselves. YouTube is famous for this. Another mm. YouTuber left because of abuse. He was essentially chased off of the platform for nothing much at all. Mm. Mm. And then we are also now dealing with these modern algorithms are... People are complaining, you can go on YouTube, you can go on your homepage, and you won't see any videos from creators you subscribe to no it's you what's being you're being it's like going into like the old record stores but not the not the boutique ones like the old hmvs or virgin virgin records or whatever mm -hmm. and all you see is what's they're trying to get you to buy it's what the major labels are pushing at that period in time yeah if you want to try something today basically if you have youtube or you're signed into youtube turn off search history and see what happens you get a blank page on the homepage. Oh, well, yes, you do. It's well, it's quite interesting because I don't have search history on, on YouTube mm. uh, for that reason. But you still have stuff pushed to you that you've got, that's got absolutely nothing to do with any of your um, subscriptions. They just, even with search history off, they're still trying to push the major things they want you to be looking at at all times. Yeah. Mm. It's it's sad, and it makes sense now when you see people that are dealing with all of these issues, when you put them all together, it's a surprise that more haven't burned out alongside this. And I, I think even more nefariously, like the, the, the picture being sold is that you too can become a successful creator to this day. It, it really is, and I think what we're finding or what we're seeing is it's a microcosm of a major problem that's plaguing most industry, almost yeah. all industry around the world, is that you always have to be creating more. The, the videos have to be bigger. They have to be better. They have to be. They have to get more viewers than the last one. The growth has to be exponential. The line and, always has to be going up, and that's just mm. it's just not it's not sustainable in anything. I mean, it's quite telling that when you you know if you, when you look about how to you know how to develop a business or grow a channel or anything like that, it's always about how to grow, how to grow, yeah. how to grow. There's never anything about how to maintain, how to keep it at a manageable level because yeah. there's mm -hmm. no because the line must always go up. The money is always in the line going up, and it's it's it, it's destroying creators, it's destroying content, it's destroying industries. Mm -hmm. It's not a sustainable thing to do. No. Mm. Except us, our, our, video, our, our episodes will always be bigger, always be better. Our line will always go up. We are the Jeff. exception that proves the rule. Moggy. Oh. So we mentioned it before that one of the big 
problems that seems to be, I don't know, adding to this, but really it feels like the straw that's broken a lot of backs here is our good old friend AI and forced productivity, where I think a lot of the reason that creators are feeling this extra pressure is that the pressure or the their competition isn't playing from the same rule book. So again, if you look at somebody like Tom Scott or let's say CGP Grey, who's still making videos but doesn't make that many, mm. they are very, very well researched, very carefully made and very carefully fact-checked. That's mm. the thing. And they're competing with other types of content creation that quite literally is using AI to put together random images or put together something seemingly relevant with text-to-speech, voiceover, probably also written by AI. And then they're able to put out dozens of these videos a week. You know, they're clipping other people's videos in in some cases, yeah. or at least clipping their own to then make the shorts that can get pushed to all the short-form platforms. Uh, I I have I have seen this in person. I have seen somebody sit down on their phone just to pass the time. Basically, one of these narrated video mm-hmm. clips mm-hmm. using an AI voice. Essentially, like if you hadn't watched the episode of whatever they were describing, spoiling the entire episode of whatever it is you were supposed to, you know, not have the time to watch, mm-hmm. and just sit there and and, and consume. Like, my joke to him was quite literally, is this how you consume the world before realizing that is not just a joke, that 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 the scary reality of how a lot of people interact with the world today? The amount of short-form film and television recap TikToks mm. or shorts is, it, it's staggering. It's, I mean, I get, I, I get... You know, people I get, love it. That's the thing. People love it. It, 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 it's bizarre to me because you can spend, and you can, I know, I do, I've done it. it, you feel awful at the end of it. You can spend an hour, mm-hmm. two hours wasting your time when you, you know, wasting your time on hundreds of these short form contents. It's when you could have spent that time on potentially a more thoroughly researched, well-made, well-produced, long form content. Mm-hmm. Which we mentioned where last time we talked about this, that our own attention spans are suffering because we're being trained as individuals to consume this smaller and smaller. Again, it's the the website formerly known as Twitter effect. Just everything has to come in bite-sized chunks. Keep the attention because it's going to go away. The person's going to swipe. They're going to scroll. We have to get everything over in as short amount of time as possible. And you're mm-hmm. training people to consume everything like that. It mm-hmm. It's no wonder that this is happening. But they're tapping into real things like... I mean, how many times have you finished a really great TV series and the first thing you want to do is, well, it's gone, I want more. When's the next season coming out? What are the theories? What are the fan theories? Every time? Yeah. How many times do you go on to like Wikipedia or, you know, some fan wiki and read up everything there is to know about what people are saying could happen next or what's happened previously? What are the behind the scenes? This short form content is definitely hooking into that, but it's doing it in a very unhealthy way. Yeah. <sighs> Well, maybe it's the sort of like hyper accelerated version of like the instant gratification culture. Yeah, no, it is. It's the Burger King McDonald's effect. It's, yes, I could mm-hmm. have a good burger or I could have a burger now. Mm-hmm. And the, the other problem with, what's it called? The other problem with these short form content platforms as well is like in 
the idea isn't effective messaging. The idea isn't like ethical messaging. The idea is, you know, as we've mentioned in the attention economy, the new buzzword right now is engagement numbers. People don't care whether what you're consuming is good or bad. They just care yeah. that you are consuming. The other scary part is the appeal, this constant appeal that if the engagement numbers go up, you're guaranteed some slice of the pie, as it were, via ad revenue, via whatever programs they have going on that they're promised. And with the availability of AI has become an absolute nightmare to deal with because everybody is alluded to this idea of like an easy passive income. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, why do you think AI is so tempting? Because it allows you to compete with volume rather mm -hmm. than quality. And yeah. it turns out there's a lot of people that don't really care too much about quality. And given the, you know, now well-publicized way that these AI forms can actually, but they call it hallucinates, which I think is hilarious. They lie. You know, it, mm -hmm. Like they, yeah. they, they've come up yeah. with a buzzword to hide the fact that it just makes stuff up. Like it's just, it's just outright wrong half the time. It's not, it's not intelligent. It's not, it's not even, I'm not even sure it's artificial. It's just bad language models. It's just, they're just it, it's, re, it's, yeah, it's they're just renamed algorithms, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is impressive with, like, you know, it's impressive what you can do with AI when oh, put yeah. in the right places and when tuned correctly and <sighs> when, you know, basically quality checked, well, which is a key point that people aren't doing. Like, this, this is the biggest problem with AI at the moment. They This blind faith that mm -hmm. what it produces, everything that it produces is gold, which is, which is a very, very dangerous mentality to propagate. I think the problem is because so many, so many people are using AI as a shortcut. Well, that's it. The mentality is already there for it to be a shortcut. So they're not, the, the necessary steps aren't going to be taken to use it as an actual tool. It's not being used as a tool, it's being used as a, as a platform for creation, which is not good. That, that's the other problem, basically. Like, yes, the benefit of AI is to use as a shortcut. Like, you know, when put in proper places, it can significantly reduce the amount of time you need to do specifically menial repetitive tasks. Well, the other one I saw was, I think it was actually CGP Grey who said this, that they have started to use Bing over Google because of the AI integration, which allows you to essentially converse with your search engine. I'm mm. wanting to know all about this very niche thing that I'm making a video on. What do you know about that? Then Bing dutifully goes away and looks on the internet and brings it back. And you go, oh, well, that's not quite it. What I'm actually after. And you can narrow your search down. But whereas mm. in you know the traditional Google way, where you'd have to sort of Google foo, we used to call it, know your, your search terms, know how to manipulate the results to get you know, more and more relevant things. You can now talk to your computer a la mm. Picard in, in the Enterprise, you know, Earl Grey, hot. And you can converse and then it's a much more human way of getting answers. Now, if that is clued into a search engine and a, you know, encyclopedia-like knowledge, you're going to get something good because you're using it as a tool to then go, okay, I've got all this stuff. Let's go and fact check this. It says that this is in this book. Maybe I should go get the book and check. Mm -hmm. But what people are doing, and this is where 
I mean, people are always going to do this. This is the old, you know, the British want to get rid of snakes, so they put bounties on snakes, so people start breeding snakes. People... And, and then they ended up with more snakes than they began started. With. Yeah. You know, pe people are always going to game systems. If you have an algorithm, people are going to poke at it until they figure out how it works, and then they're going to do everything by that number to make mm -hmm. their content get pushed over everybody else's. And when you have... I, I'm loath to say legitimate content creators because I'm sure there are people out there using AI in interesting ways to do interesting things. But all mm -hmm. I'm seeing is low effort garbage being used <laughs> to crowd out legitimate content creators who actually have something artistic and original to say. And the garbage mm -hmm. is winning because it, it literally you've got computers gaming other computers all the way down and then there's the poor human at the bottom going i made this uh, anybody uh, still watching just oh, getting okay. i mean absolutely drowned out i mean there is one example i can think of that um answers in progress use ai but they often oftentimes write their own ai programs oh. to to work out a particular thing you know like mm -hmm. how long will mm -hmm. it take there was one where one of the hosts was finding out who could learn how to parkour quicker an ai generated program or her and there was a lot of fun there because it was a they were using AI, but they were writing their own AI programs. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So it was using it as a tool, and but it wasn't using it as a tool to shortcut content. Yeah, it wasn't using it as a tool to shortcut content for monetary gain. Yeah, it was it was a, it was pure exploration of ideas, which was fantastic. It's great. I can I, can, I can't highly recommend Answers in Progress enough uh, as a I, YouTube I, channel. You may have mentioned I, it once or twice before, I think. It's, it's great. <laughs> it's really good. I, I, I completely forgot the relevance of $47 million <laughs> at scale. At scale. Like, brains shut off at scale. Like, you know, basically multitudes of multitudes of people. Brain shut off. I can make money with this. Well, and I think what Jeff has just alluded to kind of is something we'll want to pick up in the third part of this is the first of three episodes where i think part of the solution to this is exactly that we need to take a little bit of a step back and trust maybe that we need taste makers again we, hmm. we kind of let left that to the wayside but we'll pick up on that so you know, stay subscribed, click that like button and all of the rest of it. <laughs> We're not like the other ones, guys, I swear. We're different. I have to say this or the algorithm beats me. That's genuinely what happens, though. That's the sad thing. I mean, maybe mm. not physically beat you, but oh, then again, maybe. I mean, who well, knows how far know, Google maybe. are going to go? I mean, here's the thing, right? We, as consumers, have replaced broadcast television with YouTube. It's been M a very fascinating have, thing yeah. to see. Mm -hmm. And when I, what I mean by that is that what we would used to do, us, you know, analog kids that were born in the 80s and older, I guess there were people before me, they would... Uh, not, all of us were, <laughs> not all of us were born in the 80s, old man. Uh, <laughs> some of us back in the 90s. <laughs> Woo! Uh. Your time has been, old man. Um, <laughs> yeah, you would... If you were bored and you had nothing better to do, you would sit down, you would turn on the TV, and you would click a button until the TV showed you something you liked. Or something you could tolerate. Or something you could tolerate, or something that just literally didn't hurt your face. 
Now, people do the same thing with YouTube. I do the same thing with YouTube. When I'm really bored and have no energy to do something constructive, creative, or otherwise enriching, I will sometimes turn to YouTube and sort of algorithm entertain me and click. And you just... But because of that, we've... And, you know, Spotify did the same thing. Rather than listening to the radio and listening to DJs tell us what we want to like, because those people abused their power for so long of well, this is what the record company wants to play, so this is what we're going to play. Now, the algorithm is doing the same thing. Rather mm -hmm. than sort of going, oh, I know you. You really love this type of video. So here, I found this one. Only 10 people have watched it, but I think you'll like it. Like Spotify. Okay, there's this really tiny indie band. They've only put out one EP. They're only recording out of Helsinki, Finland. But you, yes, you, listener, I think you'll like it. And people did. Hmm. It was awesome. It was, it was a golden time. Yeah, well, that's what these platforms were built on. And we now as consumers have gone, yes, I like this. I trust this. And the platforms have gone, ah, yes, I can abuse this. And now we're back in the situation we were before, except we don't trust the tastemakers either. So, well, so we're, we're exactly where we were before. We don't trust the uh, tastemakers. And the platforms have cut out an entire section of people they have to pay. Yeah. Mm. And we're going quite rapidly towards a situation where no you know the creators, the people who are actually making interesting content aren't getting paid and aren't getting views whereas the people who are just having computers talk to themselves are flooding the market and we're kind of all left stuck with nothing good. And those people, I don't think, are making the kinds of money they no. had initially intended, you, people, initially anticipated make, they would be. People make so very just, little money you know, on short-form content. It's very difficult to make money on it. You make your mm -hmm. money through um, sponsorships and advertisement, not the actual monetization of the videos themselves. It's yeah. a Ponzi scheme. It's basically you make money selling the idea to people that you can make money doing all this low-effort <laughs> yeah. content. It's, it's horrific. So... Yeah, and unfortunately, we don't have much better for you next week where we do intend to discuss this topic, but for, less from the side of the creator and more from the side of the consumer, which would be subscription burnout, because I know YouTube is a part of this. Some people pay for YouTube, apparently, but a lot of these subscription services have created this problem, and we are dealing with that. So next week, we will be talking about that, but... Before you all run away thinking, oh no, this is all negative, we do have a third episode planned after that where we do intend to talk about some remedies, some things that we can do, and but also a bit more hopeful what we would like to see happen and what you as listeners and consumers, viewers, whatever, what you can do. And if we all act together, maybe we can... Yeah. Like the internet used to be a very different place and I think yes. a lot of us have forgotten that. And, and it it's can still always, possible. And it can always be that way again. Like um, uh, producers shape the market, but consumers also shape the market. We do have more um, power than we think we do. We just have to kind of act in bulk. Like a school of prawns swimming about. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, prawns swim? Swim, I don't know, sw swimming about the digital currents. Huh? I, I, yeah. I think they do that weird little thing with their legs where they're going to and they kind of move along the bottom. I, 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 just, think uh, prawn, I just think prawns are neat. They're, they're pretty they're pretty cool, especially the ones that can change color and punch at the speed of sound. Oh, yeah. Uh, mantis shrimps. Yes. 
A little bit of butter, a little bit of salt. Oh. <laughs> Madoc, no! <laughs> the poor little guy, he had a little hat and he was singing and you came along with a fork. <laughs> this is Futurama's oh, you his little brother. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. So, this is Futurama's poplars all over again. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. So, we are doing our best not to be all doom and gloom, but this stuff is worth talking about. We've discussed it mm. amongst ourselves and we think this is worth talking about. Because mm-hmm. if we just, if we stay quiet, it will just happen. Exactly. So uh, if any of you are listening, any of you know somebody, like if you're a content creator, we appreciate you. We are doing our best to support you and we appreciate the work you do. Please keep making it because yes. without it, we would have less good content. And well, no matter how much bad stuff's out there, it's always worthwhile putting something true something that you've worked on into the world no matter how small or big it is it's worth putting out there yeah and that has value these opinions and voices like they they do help us basically shape our perspective Mm -hmm. yeah they're important yeah okay so thank you for listening and do stay subscribed we do have more on this topic coming so stay tuned for that and we will have solutions we will have ideas we will not be all doom and gloom i promise So, we've been indulgently minimal. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. You can email us with any thoughts, comments, questions, anything you want us to cover in the future episodes. It's indulgentlyminimal at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram. We're on Mastodon. We're on certain social media sites that we like and agree with. We are not on others. There are links in the show notes. So, subscribe there to hear about latest episodes, any thoughts, any ideas. We do share pictures every now and again. We're not prolific, but we have some nice shots. Right now, there's some really good stuff on our Instagram from our recent travels. So, check that out. As we've said, content creators do need support to keep making this kind of content, and we are no different. We're on Coffee. The link is ko fi.com forward slash indulgently minimal. Throw us a dollar, throw us a euro. It helps us keep making the show, helps pay our bills. Right now, we do everything out of our own pocket. So thank you to everyone who supported us there. We do appreciate you and we appreciate all the help you've given us. I've been Moggy and I've been joined today by Jeff. Thanks, guys. Remember to go easy on yourselves. And Murdoch. And remember, folks, if you are feeling overwhelmed, take a step back, take a deep breath and indulge just a little bit. (laughs) Yes, we like to talk about space here. Create that little bit of space for yourself. Just step back and remember to breathe. It'll all be okay. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening. See you for the next one. Bye. See you later, guys. Take care, everyone.